Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Flight Podcast. My name is Jacob Shanker. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Shut up and sit down. The NBA action has been pretty on point this season, and there have been shockers and surprises. Today, we're going to be going over those and some of the best NBA topics that have been going on. Starting off with the newest big three, super team big three, the Brooklyn Nets with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. They lost their first game together, but I've, I think this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually a really crazy game. I mean, it went into double OT. Um, as I mean, the Cavs somehow came out on top beating the Nets, but it was just, I mean, it was just really in the end, um, just the clutchness of Colin Sexton. That's really what won the game because he was just a beast that entire game, getting forty points. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Nets did everything they did. James Harden with a twenty-point triple double, Kyrie getting almost forty, KD almost getting a forty-point triple double. So yeah. they pretty much did everything they could have done. The supporting cast did uh, not as bad. I mean, the only player on the Nets I think that should have stepped up, and I feel like he'll step up more and more as the season progresses, is Joe Harris. Because he is a really good player, but he did not do that well. He got a lot of he got a good amount of rebounds, but not that much points. Was not putting up that great shooting numbers either on for on a lot of minutes. So he, we could have seen him doing better in that aspect. But I mean, overall, it's going to be a lot of fun watching the this season. And you know, I might have been wrong. I will say it. I might have been wrong because we have never seen James Harden like this. I have in since the Rockets, the Thunder, James Harden has never played the way that he is playing. It's almost like it's a completely different person. He's doing what James Naismith wanted every NBA player to do play as a team and not yeah. as a player. And when James Harden was on the Rockets, he was playing as a player. He was playing for himself. Now you're seeing him create more space and create better options, not only for himself, but for the players around him, for KD, now Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris even, like I was saying. He's just doing it so much better all around, and it's showing out. Yeah. And let me let me just say it right now. DeAndre Jordan is so underrated, and he's been balling. Like, the past two games, he had over 10 points, which is good for him. And he shot – he's shooting almost 80% from the field this season. 80 80 percent is ridiculous yeah i mean That's... he's all I, f- I feel like he's always been an underrated player yeah like, even, even with lob city when lob he city, the Clippers, yeah. was um he didn't get as much recognition as he should have gotten but um i mean yeah overall he's just an incredible player and we're obviously he's he's um digressed since the um since yeah. lob city but he's still a great player and he's still yeah. helping the Nets fell in that center position. Yep, he's, he's doing a good job with that. The one thing that I think it's really going to come down to with the Nets, because their offense is so great that they really have to work on that overall to get it so good because they don't have much defense. And that's a problem. Yeah, I, Kyrie's not a good defender. James Harden is capable of being a good defender, but he's not playing defense. Katie's always been a good defender. Joe he's Harris not having that great of a defense. season this year. He's having fine in terms of he's what do, well he's doing fine compared to what he does but he's still yeah. a good defender statistically yeah. yes and deandre jordan is doing pretty good on the blocking end 
yeah. defending the paint. Yeah, I mean, I think if they want to win the chip, because they 100% could win the chip. I think now watching them, if they can do more of this and just playing better overall, then they can 100% win the chip. They just need to be able to win it in the clutch and yeah. also to... Um, well, they have three ridiculously clutch players. Yeah, but none of them were able to clutch out in this game. That's yeah. the problem. I yeah. mean, even in past games, we saw when it was just Kyrie and KD, they were not able to clutch up some games yep. when they had opportunities to do it. Although KD had, the KD missed one clutch shot, in my opinion. I was clutch, but he's been pretty damn clutch otherwise this season. Oh, yeah, he has. He has. I'm just saying, like, they need to be able to, like, uh, just stay together as a team through the entire game. And really, the main thing is picking up their defense, like I was saying before. Yeah. To the next thing, which is the COVID issue, which has been spreading around the NBA for a little while now. It's it's going around, right? It's going around to a lot of players and it's resulting in a lot of games getting postponed. So, Andrew, I mean, do you think that the NBA will be able to have their 72 game season? Because the play in tournament is scheduled to be on May 18th and the playoffs are supposed to start on May 22nd. So it's a couple months away. Each team has played just about 15 games at at this point. So what do you think? Well, I think that it was a stretch for them to get 72 games in. And the only reason they did it was for money. The NBA just wants money. They lost a ton. They lost almost a billion dollars, I think, in revenue from last season. Yeah. They're just trying to get as much money as they can. And I applaud them for that. They're doing their best as a business, but I think that it was a bad idea to go for 72. It's too much. Um, I think they should have pushed it to 60. Um, and t- to be honest, they should have not made the play-in so close. They should have made possible postponement dates for the NBA games, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think that they're going to be able to play the full 72-game season because – it's just so many teams that are missing a lot of games right now. Um, I mean, the Trailblazers have missed a, a couple games a lot right now. Jason Tatum is COVID. Yeah, the Grizzlies have missed it. Uh, a lot of players in the 76ers, the Heat yeah. were able, had to miss it a few games. Um, in my opinion, I think they should just skip out on an All-Star, All-Star weekend. It's a massive tradition. It happened every year. I think that sure they are. Huh? I think they might be. Well, that's good. It's a massive risk to go from team to team. If someone gets COVID, the best players in the NBA have a chance of getting COVID. They, yeah. The NBA should not take that risk. It's you're losing out on a lot of money or you're getting a lot of money and you're risking more. Yeah. I mean, no, no matter what the NBA is just going to view it money wise, like they're just going to try and find a way no, no matter what to get some money. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge risk having All-Star Weekend. I mean, I don't think it's really a great idea or a safe yeah. idea for the NBA. Like you said, it's just a, a bigger money grab, but also they could still easily lose. They have a chance at losing money if they were hold, uh, hold All-Star Weekend because, like you said, a lot of the top players could get COVID and that yeah. results in postponement. So I think the NBA just... I think they were just a like you said, trying to just get as much money as they can, yep. and b they rushed way too much into things. Yeah, I mean definitely. they were 
they had a not even a two month period until the the end um, for the off season, which is definitely not a lot for players. So I think they should. I think they should have started in around January around this time and had a much shorter season. I mean, I know it's difficult, and but that's a the best way so that most of the games could be played and set that so that we can see most, if not all, the players play to what they could be doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's head on to the Cavs' potential playoff chance. Yeah. Right now, they are seven and seven. They're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to be honest here: they have a good chance of getting the playoffs. They do have a good chance. I never thought I would say it in a million years unless they got another franchise player, but you could be right. I mean, they're looking very good overall. The only thing that they need to worry about is keeping their players healthy since Darius Garland has been injured for a while now. And yep. Colin, Colin Sexton just came back and with the, I mean, he was no, out a while, but, but he came out came back with a huge game like we're talking about against the let me, let me let me give you guys a reality check very quickly colin sexton colin sexton he's averaging 27 points per game 27 27 54 from the field and 50 from three colin sexton is averaging 27 points he's averaging more than Kyrie did on the calves i mean he's a beast He's so good. I, I think it's he's going to be another uh, top most improved player candidate because last year he was not very good. I did not think he was going to do well this season. I think yeah. he I, – well, personally, I think he was good last season. He averaged 21. He didn't do good at anything else, but he, he's always been slightly pretty good efficient. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I think he could have done so much better since he was one of the top players on the Cavs. I mean, it was just really him and yeah. Andre Drummond. Well, it's hard. It was tough, but – yeah, I think that he had a good season last year and he's a very good scorer. Like he's yeah. always been, he averaged 17 as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, they really found the Cavs really found their groove right now with the players that they have. Cause overall they've just been able to just all around play well, or uh, let alone Colin Sexton and what he's doing. You got Larry Nance Jr. Who's coming back and is actually starting to do really well all around. Andre Drummond continuing to get the boards, get the points. He's doing good everything that he always does another player that's kind of showing out is Chetty Osman I feel he's like doing good nobody he's not doing a lot good. of people know Chetty Osman and he he's been on the Cavs for a while now yeah and he has been doing good the last few games and filling Ball in for, and the role for Darius Garland um and just really showing out so yeah I mean and they're role players Tarian Prince now they got Jared Allen Damian Dotson a lot of these guys are really starting to step up and it's showing so I think they ha do have a good chance of making the playoffs. They definitely do. They definitely do, especially in the Week Eastern Conference. Yeah. Now let's go on to Trey Young. Um, I, this I'm is a, a negative. Surprised about what his season has been. What What have your thoughts been, Andrew? Well, he's he, when you look at his averages initially, twenty four points, nine assists. You think, oh, that's pretty good. Then you move on to percentages. 39% and 29 from three. 44 from two. 44 from two is terrible. 44 from two is historically bad. That is terrible. And I don't want to get too much into, into statistics, but he's also averaging 10 free throws a game. 
he's making nine. You take away his points, you take away his free throws, that's 15 points per game. He's leading in, in free throws and drawing fouls This, um, in terms of all players. I think he draws about seven fouls. Um, what, what's pretty surprising is the at the beginning of the season, he was actually doing really well. He was one of the leaders in assists and in points um, yeah. in the entire NBA. I mean, he's still one of the top leaders in, in assists, which is really good, but not as much in points. No. Nope. Um, but but while terrible, yeah. A while back when the Hawks played the Nets, Steve Nash, who co- who was the head coach of the Nets, he was saying he he was witnessing how Trey Young was playing the game, which is drawing fouls and trying to get to the line, attacking the system basically. Yeah, which is not something that's not how you play basketball. That's not what basketball is. And somehow since that game, he's fallen off. He's been since that game. He's averaged around 17, 20 points. Um, so it's has not been good. I don't think he'll be an All Star this year, which really surprises me because coming from last year, it's a huge fall off, like huge. Yep. And he has potential to be a, I mean, a top player in the NBA. I mean, I, I feel like this season there was just a lot of players that have really let me down, and Trae Young's not one of the only ones. Um, I mean. Luka Doncic has been doing really well, and I got to commend him for it. But I think he could have been. But it is a bit of a, it's somewhat of a letdown for Luka. It is. He, he, I mean, a little bit. He a could be doing better. Exactly. He could be doing better. And a lot of people, including both of us, we had him being as the MVP frontrunner. So it's really surprising to see both of these young guys kind of falling off, but more so on Trey Young's end. Yeah. Luka just a little bit. Not too much. No, yeah, Luca just a little bit, but Trey Young, it's huge. I mean, going from being an all star, a top point guard, to uh, not being an all star anymore. And I mean, I think the the Hawks will still have a good chance to make the playoffs. It's it's really going to depend on tra- how Trey Young can lead this team. Yep, they have a great offense, horrible defense, Absolutely. probably the one of the worst in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's gone. Just stop drawing the fouls, Trey Young. Just play the game. Exactly. Exactly. Let's go on to the top rookie of the year candidates. And this this one is boggling me a little bit. I still don't really know, to be honest, but I'll let you go first. If we're looking at, you know, now the stats and everything and how every player is playing, if each player continues to play pretty much around the same as they're playing now, LaMelo Ball will win rookie of the year. And that is a 100%. He's leading. He's second in points. He's first in rebounds, first in assists, and first in steals. Yeah. He used he was at one point, and he's also getting a, a good amount of blocks for being a guard. He was at one point in top ten, but obviously he's fallen well, off. He is six foot eight. Yeah. Or but, six seven. I think it's six eight. Yeah, around that. But he is a hundred percent been the reason for the the Hornets' success. I mean, it, it's not enough success I don't think to get them to the playoffs but it's still better than last year and better what most people expected um Lamella Ball has just had such a great impact on the Hornets and he's gonna have a bright future I think he could probably yep. be the best player from that draft class oh yeah I, I think that ultimately for me I think it's gonna be Weissman but I think that Weissman's going to have a, a few more years until he fully comes out because he's on the Warriors. Yes. And they're in win-now mode. Um, Weiss, I think Weissman will be the best, but I think LaMelo Ball has 
a good chance to be a superstar. Yeah. I think once Weissman, either if he stays in the Warriors or if he goes on another team, once he can be able to have a bigger role on that team, then he'll really be able to show out. Because right now, Weissman's not really a top option. You got Steph, uh, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. and Well, Weissman is tearing it up in the paint. Yeah, he is. He is. You can dish it out to him on the the top of the key and he'll get it. When Clay comes back, though, it's going to be Splash Bros. Yeah. You're going to see it more in the perimeter. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be tough for James Weissman to show out, but I think you're definitely right about it being a little while, and then we'll see him. Yep, we will definitely see. But um, the, the Clippers. Let's talk, let's talk about the Clippers. So they've – got to say, they've been much different this year than last year. I've gotten a completely different – I've gotten a different vibe. For how they've been playing, there's um, second in um, the Western Conference. I mean, the, the the Lakers have played more games and they have one more win ahead of the Clippers. But I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have been doing really well overall. They have um, really well. Paul George has actually been surprising me a lot because he's been just doing great all around. Kawhi didn't surprise me. I knew I knew he was going to do as well as he's done. Um, and he's continuing to do that. Uh, I mean, o- overall, everything else has been pretty good. I mean, the role players, I feel like, I feel like if, if anything, if there's something that needs to change with this team, it's just the the role players being able to be needing yep. to step up. I mean, they're, I feel like the Tyron Lue, who's the head coach of the Clippers, he's I think he's coaching this team very well, better than Doc Rivers is because they're just, they're playing better team basketball. They're getting the ball open more and getting it to the right player, which I mean, in this case, it's mostly the right players are Kawhi and Paul George. That's That's mostly who they're getting the ball to. And it shows, I mean, they're both balling out and they're both one of the top players in the league. Yep. They're both averaging almost the same numbers, 25 over 50% from field over 45% from three. Five rebounds, around five to six assists. And they're both – they both – let's be honest. They're both really good perimeter defenders, like really good. They're one of the best in the league. Yep. I think it's the best perimeter guarding duo. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, Kawhi, Paul George, and Ben Simmons. I think those are the probably the That's, top yep. three guys in perimeter defense this, in the league right now. And Well, maybe in my opinion, Paul maybe Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons. But Oh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's really good. Um. Yeah, but yeah, you could you could probably put Ben Simmons on there. Mm-hmm. So let's head on to a little bit of a sad topic: the Raptors' chances at the playoffs. Not good. Yeah, this is completely different than the Cavs' playoff chances. Absolutely, the Raptors need to start doing good now if they want to make the playoffs. They have a good team, but it's not looking good for them. No, they're five and nine right now. They're thirteenth in the Eastern Conference. In the East. Yeah, which is, I mean, the East is much easier than the West. I mean, it has gotten, it has gotten a bit harder um, than what it has been the past couple of years. But still, I mean, I knew that the Raptors were going to fall off a bit since they did lose Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol, but I didn't expect it to be this much. No, 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 definitely not. They're really just not playing, like, well, just overall. Kyle Lowry has been fine. Well, I think he's been pretty good. I mean, he but he's been inconsistent. That's the problem. 
He needs to be able to play consistently good. Fred Van Vliet, I will say, has been pretty good. Pascal Siakam's been fine. Um, uh, we've seen some other players like begin to step up more now because they have a bigger role, like OG Ananobi. We've seen him play more, like we saw him play more last year. But they really do not have anybody at that big man position, which is going to hurt them. And I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. I don't think so. I think that they'll end up getting pretty good, a, a decent seed for the losers. Maybe they'll even have a chance to play in, but I don't. I don't think so. I think they may have a good chance to get a good spot at the draft lottery. That's what's best looking for them. I mean, oh, you just did them dirty. I mean, it, it's reality. They the if you want to a either make the playoffs or even just make a uh, what's it called? Or, I mean, yeah, just make the playoffs or make a. Uh, make a good run in the playoffs you, it's you want to have a, a good balance of of pretty much everything and the one thing one of the main things that you need in a team is a big man and they do not have that no no they don't it's it's, it, it's yeah and the the last topic that we want to talk about is zach levine um he's do you want to explain how good zach levine has been this year andrew Zach Levine has been ridiculous. He single-handedly almost beat the Clippers. They lost by three. The Bulls lose a lot. Zach Levine is solely leading this team. I, all right, please take from me because I'm just I I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this man, and I just I feel so bad for him. He's obviously the best player in the Bulls. 100%. He should be an all-star. He has been a top shooting guard. I think he's been the third best shooting guard this year, right behind Brad James, Harden and James Harden. Harden. Yep. He was good last year, but it's he just keeps getting progressively good yep. each season that he plays. He's in his prime. He just entered his first year in his prime. Mm-hmm. Let me just say also, he had a 45-point game against yep. Clippers. 45. Yep. He's Casual. Casual. He's one of the top scorers in the league right now. Um, He's doing well passing rebounding defense shooting every round all around that's he's an amazing player and the problem with that is he's on a bad team really the bad Chicago team. Bulls really bad they were the 90s franchise even you could even say I mean not really the 80s it was mostly the, they were the 90s franchise and now they're a bum team yeah they met like ever since D Rose got injured they haven't been good there's or no, ever since Rose left ever yeah i mean well ever since 2011 bulls nothing has will ever be the same since that team well in 2015 they were pretty good when they went up the gaps yeah that was good yeah but nothing like 2011 That's i mean true. right i mean just overall they zach levine is pretty much just tr- trying to carry this team so hard laurie markinen has fallen off completely from his early years and his career well yeah but he also has an he also had an injury so we got to give him some more time he's been for That's he's true. been averaging 19 and seven rebounds and he's just he's efficient this season yeah i mean so. i think zach levine um well the bulls really if they want to make like even just make the playoffs they really just need to get a good player to like another star with Zach Levine. I feel like if they get another star, they will make the playoffs. Because they I don't have so. a, like they're they're fine friends team overall. But if they got Andre Drummond, I think that they make the playoffs. Yes. 
they need a, a better center. Wendell Carter Jr. is just not enough. No way. No way. But what, what team do you think would be the best fit if Zach Levine were not on the Bulls? It's easy for me. It's the Magic. Mm-hmm. Magic needed a guard for a long time. They can have Cole Anthony at the point, Zach Levine at the two. This is 100% the best. He'll have the ball in his hands. They're already a playoff team. They get a lot better with Zach Levine. That's my pick. That's a good team. I mean, yeah, the Magic do. I mean, they do have Evan Fournier, but he's in a little all over the place. But Zach Levine would definitely help this franchise. And honestly, they they would be a top team in the East because you got, like you said, Cole Anthony. Now you're going to get um, – you're still going to have Evan Fournier, uh, yeah, still have Evan Fournier on that team. Vucevic. Zach Levine, Vucevic, who's a top player. Aaron Gordon. He's, a, he's an all-star. Aaron Gordon, who's been showing out again. So you got a great team. Um, and even when Jonathan Isaac comes back. He's a great of, defender. Great, great defender. Yeah, he's an excellent player. One of the best defenders in the league. So you you really have a team with that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Magic are really good. Um, I mean, another team that, I think probably would do well with them is the Grizzlies. Because yeah. the Grizzlies just need they need one more player. They just need they would have such player. an athletic backcourt. Zach Levine and John Morant. Oh my God, it would be one of the most athletic. I mean, they, they they really just need that one more player, that one more final piece to help get that team to secure them with a a playoff berth and to just continue to have a better future. Now you're gonna have John Moran, Zach Levine, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah, that would be very good. Brandon Clark. So it would be a great team overall. It would definitely. That's all for today, everyone. Feel free to comment down below what your thoughts were on the NBA topics we talked about. Tune into the next episode on Monday. See you guys next time. Peace.